Hello, I'm Rachel Richards and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug where we use research by experts and our own experience to discuss everything and anything to do with parenting teenagers. Hello, I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, psychotherapist and musician and mother of three teenagers, two of them are twins. As a parenting coach, I've seen the transformative power of listening to how other parents work. We can feel supported, get fresh ideas, and even if we disagree, it helps us to think more clearly about the way we parent and why. So welcome, pull up a chair and let's begin. Now in this episode, we're going to talk about the issue of teens making friends. But first, let's start with our nuggets. Oh yay, I love these. Go on. Shall I go first? Yes, you go first. So we've talked in the past about parenting teenagers, the idea that it is part-time job as opposed to to full-time when they're little and full-time availability. So you never know when they're going to need you, but when they do need you, there's often a, mom, where are you? Um, And I experienced that last week in half term where um, my kids were at their dad's in Denmark where he lives. And um, I had a very late night text from my daughter who was worried and stressed about something. Um, fortunately I was still awake cause it was quite late and, um, she was worrying about some school stuff and different things and she couldn't sleep and she was having a bit of a panic, um, and reaching out, which was lovely. And I was able to text her back and I sent her a couple of voice memos, um, so she could hear my voice and explained a few things, gave her some ideas as to how she could manage it. Um, we went backwards and forwards a little bit and her final text was, Oh, thanks, mum. That was really helpful. I can sleep now. Yes. Um, Which was really heartwarming. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Reminded her of her breathing techniques. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then I could touch in with her the next couple of days. She was there for a couple more days. And how are you doing? How's it going? And and we, you know, we we went backwards and forwards a bit more, but it was that. Yes. And they're not sinking into a hole on their own without. Yeah. The support yeah. they need. Yeah. That's brilliant. I love that. That's really nice. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, uh, it's a similar sort of thing where I had a teenager who um, really wanted to do some public speaking. So it's not just that she was put in the position. She was keen mm. to be in a public speaking role. But whenever she tried it, the first time she tried it, she totally choked. And wh- when I what I mean by choked is her throat closed so mm. she couldn't speak. She had hot sweats all over and she was shaking. It was that level of physical response. And she asked me, like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) And so, you know, we talked about it extensively. And I came up with tips about how you calm the amygdala and how you, you know, the yogic breathing and all the sorts of things you can do and you can visualize being successful. There are lots and lots of techniques that are known to be successful, but still this persisted. So then I said, okay, well, should we look at it from a different angle? And perhaps if you tried public speaking in a situation where it was low stress. So uh, I found a course where she could go for a week and she didn't know anybody. And it was a beginner's course. Mm. So literally right from the start, they teach you the techniques. Mm. And she said, oh, that sounds great. And, you know, not everyone can afford these things. I completely understand that. But there were always things maybe online or whatever. But I I put her on this and it was transformative. Mm. And what we realized at the end of this was it's not that she can't do it. And it's not that there's anything wrong with her is that she didn't have the skills. Mm. So it's this when your child is or teenager suffering anxiety, this kind of 
physical response. And we've always said, it's a signal. What's going wrong? What's happening here? And keep digging down. So not just trying to get rid of that feeling. What was causing the feeling was the lack of skills. Yeah, really interesting. And now they're gone. Yeah. It's amazing. Empowered her. It empowered her. So that that was a really transformative Mm. thing for us. Now, back to our theme for this episode. We have touched on it in the past when we've talked about friendship groups, but this is a sort of different thing because it's about how you make new friends and how you keep friends. We've got two curious things that have been happening, and one of them is the the upsurgence of online. Mm -hmm. So we're not touching, sniffing, smelling people. We're not, you know, you're not reading face-to-face things as much. You know, we're still doing that, but nowhere near as much as we used to. And the other thing that's happening is COVID has taken the teens we've got now. And for a big chunk of them, they've had one, two years when they've been told, don't socialize. Do not, when you're in a classroom, do not look left or right. Keep your mask on. Yeah. Right. Walk around in these. Yes. Walk in this pathway. Do not go out. So that fluidity Mm. about friendships is gone. Yes. And we've all gone, oh, we'll just go back to normal. Mm. But for them, that was their new normal. Yeah, and they didn't learn the skills in that that couple of years that are really crucial, for, for especially for our young teenagers, mm. of how, how to learn to make friends. And, and interestingly, I've got a daughter who's really, really academic. Mm. And she, because of COVID, she got used to getting into a classroom, put, having her mask on. And, and studying and she was really focused on every single lesson she finds them fascinating mm. and riveting but she hasn't been talking to the kids either side yeah. wow. <laughs> so, I don't have that problem no <laughs> no my other child is rich she says that's my main social time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. my kids are the ones throwing things like, oh, I don't know actually and there was a chap called Scott Galloway who was talking on Diary of a CEO And the theme was one reason this generation is struggling. And one of the things he said was the number of kids who see their friends every day has been cut in half over the last 10 years. And also, I was talking to my older daughter uh, when she finished Catcher in the Rye, which was, uh, you know, quite a big book when it came out. It Mm. was banned in some schools because they thought it was a bad influence. And... um, she put it down and and her response was basically, well, the writing's pretty sloppy. So she wasn't that impressed with it. <laughs> but she was really struck by this is an, a sort of socially alienated teenager. Mm. But she said he's spending so much time with people. Yes. Really interesting. And I thought, gosh, that that in itself yeah. makes me realize that our teenagers have not. I mean, some teenagers are not experiencing this. Obviously, there mm. are lots of there are teenagers who are spending lots of time with their friends. Yeah. yeah. So it's not all teenagers, but there are a, a huge number of teenagers who somehow the the support things have dropped away. You yeah. know, the youth clubs have closed down. The you know some of the other things that were mm. being done to keep them together, to do things together, yeah. so where they could meet new teens, other yeah. people outside their classroom. Yes, because we and they don't you know they don't hang out on the streets so much because we don't mm. want that. We no, no. yeah. Um, I mean, they do have the online sphere, which isn't the same. But I I also think that um, and I've been told off a little bit by my teens. Um, of you know belittling that space because for them it's actually a really lovely space where they do meet people and they feel that they are real proper friends um and because i'm a a boomer (laughs) i don't really get that um so they've tried to explain to me you know especially my eldest you know these are 
you know, they, they, I, I know this person, this proper friend. Mm. And then, you know, they can choose to meet up face to face sometimes. Mm. Um, he doesn't, but I also know others that do. Um, so it's, you know, being careful that it's not the same mm. as being face to face, but we shouldn't also belittle it. It's actually really important to some of them. But if everybody you know who is like you is somewhere else, then that's hard because yeah. we need emotional connection. We yeah. need physical interaction. Yeah. And when you're in a room with somebody and you're bouncing ideas off them, their yeah. face looks different. Yeah, I think the we warmth have to, we is need different. Both. We yes. Need both. I mean, kids can get to know people from, you know, the other side of the world by using the online stuff, which is amazing. People they would never normally meet. So that's incredible. But I think you're absolutely right. If they, we need the interpersonal skills, they're crucial. We are social beings. Yes. It's all very well if we're great parents and we're very connected with our kids, but it's not the same. And there's a guy called Joseph Allen at the University of Virginia who conducted a study of nearly 200 participants. Who, and they st he started when they were 13 years old. And they were asked to rate the quality of their social relationships and romantic relationships, depressive symptoms, work performance. And he said the results are unambiguous that the teens who had quality friendships when they were younger had a, a better outcome mm -hmm. later on. Now, that I read that and that made me feel a bit panicky, but I and I don't think it's necessarily in one leads to the next. No. But I think what he's trying to underline is that this these are there there's so much more to a, a, a person being happy and successful yeah. than there is their their academic grades oh my goodness or so being good at sport more. you know yeah. you've got this other all this soft skills stuff yeah, that's important is crucial like if the if the teenagers are happy in their friendships then they're happy mm, like yeah. obviously if something awful is going on at home then they're not but but that it's so important and even for, even from an academic perspective if you're if the kid is happy they will learn if a child is unhappy, doesn't have friends at school, is not thriving, they're not going to be focusing on their work. <laughs> no, and that's a brilliant point because one of the case studies, a woman called Isabella said that when she was a teenager, she really struggled with her friendships mm. and she became withdrawn, irritable, reclusive. She missed large chunks of class. Yeah. And it impacted on her family because she ended up with excessive mood swings and panic attacks. And there was a, so much guilt and shame mm. for her that she didn't want to talk to her parents about what was underlying all yeah. of this. So her parents were seeing this moody, difficult teenager who was skipping school. Yeah. Where actually what was happening was she was struggling with her friendships. Yeah. And we only have so much capacity in our brain. It's not limitless. So if it's no. full up with friendship issues, which it will be when stuff's going on, um then there's not a lot of space for anything else no. you know it doesn't it makes sense they need you know they need to be happy and friendships for teenagers are crucial they're crucial and but they're different aren't they so some teens need loads of friends and some need just one some you know they we need to teach our children to find out what what kind of friendships suit them and how much and how little it's um, it's not a one one size fits all at all. I love that point because that's absolutely spot on about what I've read is that we need to not project onto our teens because mm. some of us will be extroverts yeah. and panicking about our introverted child and vice versa. Yeah. And it's about finding out where they sit and how they feel about their friendship. Yeah. So what do we do? We can start a conversation and talk to them generally about school, hobbies, friends, try and get them to open up. Yeah, I like when I, if I've been in doubt with mine, I've kind of gone, oh, oh, um, 
as nonchalantly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> or who did you hang out with at lunch today? Or who did you oh, sit like next that. to at lunch today? Or who are you sitting next to in English? Or are they nice? And what did you do at break today? So you just kind of get a little gauge as to whether they were on their own or whether they were hanging out and whether they're hanging out with the same people. And often, you know, if they're fine, then they'll tell you. Um, and whether found, it matters to them. Yeah, I found that's been quite a good dialogue. I like that. It's a really good technique. Yes. And being able to sort of validate their feelings. So yes. if they see, if they tell you something, rather than feeling really uncomfortable yeah. about it, we have to say, oh, I can see how that might feel. Yes. And relate to it by maybe putting in a story of yourself, how yeah. you had that problem. Yes. But that this is how you dealt with yeah. it. or And not problematizing it. I mean, when I, when I yes. have clients who are teenagers... Um, I off, I nearly always spend quite a lot of time, especially in the first session, just trying to normalize, you know, mm. some of the things they're experiencing are not comfortable or not very nice. And yes, we'll look at them and, and tips, tools and manage them differently. But feelings like that are, are nearly always uh a normal response to an uncomfortable situation or a stressful situation. Nobody likes at the age of 14 going into a classroom and not knowing anybody no, or, or not feeling like they have any friends. So a, a stress response to that or an anxious response to that is normal human response. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not broken. They're not weird or ill. And you just see their shoulders once they've heard it a couple <laughs> of times going, oh, oh. oh, oh, that was nice information. <laughs> and yes. then stage two, you know, what can we do to help it? Yes, yes. So where do those skills come from? Mm. Um, you know, for me, I was in a family that didn't really have any social interaction with most other people. It was really hard <laughs> learning. So I yeah. kept thinking, how does this work? How yeah. do people, do, do people, yeah. how do people get invited to parties? I actually did end up being invited to quite a few parties, mm. but that's possibly to do with how I learned to, yes. you know, relate to people. Just be open, have your taxi light on. So taxi light, bright yellow, sunshine smile, but not a desperate open. Mm. Just, I say to my girls, just smile. Yeah. Smile at people and say, hi, hi, how's it going? Yeah. And you don't have to do anything more than that because all you're doing is your face is open. You're inviting people into, and that you can say, how's it going? If they don't answer you, doesn't matter. If they do, then maybe they were ready to, have some kind of exchange but don't place everything on black so those whenever you have an interaction with anybody just keep it light you know if they're open to you that day don't go oh my god i found a friend (laughs) you know you actually (laughs) (laughs) what you're trying to do is not find any friend Mm. you're trying to find your tribe so you've got to sort of open up to as many i i say to my kids it's a number game Mm. so you know you won't necessarily find your tribe in the in the classroom of 30 people that you're in yeah I think that's great advice is to keep it light I'd wish I'd known that at that age and just exploring and, and being curious about different people is really great advice it's not all or nothing yes and that's the same thing with everything in the teenage years be prepared to just explore mm. and experiment and clothes, mm. whatever it is. You're a teenager. You're supposed to do this. It's yeah. okay. Same with friendship, yeah. Yes, and teach them how to have a good conversation. And this is, again, these are social skills. They're called social skills. They're not something you're born with. No. Right? So Some yeah, are. Some, but some <laughs> people just seem to be natural. But they probably have had parents I think who've they've got parents modeled it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so encourage, you know, whenever you've got those times when you're at the dinner table, encourage them to chat mm. about easy topics mm. like music, film, sport. You know, I've had my kids say to me, so what do we talk? What do I talk about? I don't know. And I said, yeah. well, what about music? Mm. To say, oh, uh, I've, I've run out of good music to listen to. What's on your, what are you listening to? 
Great idea. Easy, easy. Yeah. Just find little things yeah. to connect. And then when you're in the community, you're in a shop, just say, make small talk with that yeah. person. Even you know, that's the shop. <laughs> but, but you see, actually, there are lots and lots of yeah. opportunities where you could say, try and make right your job yeah. your, your, or your fun. Here's your fun challenge. Yeah. Try and make small talk with that person, anything yeah. and get them to respond to you. Yeah. And we're often in danger, I think, of because that's that is anxiety inducing, isn't it? Especially mm. for some people. Yes, and we shouldn't ever force kids to be doing it if it's like really uncomfortable. Yeah. Of course not. That would be really weird. But we can nudge them. Um, we can nudge them into that. And the idea of, you know, taking away anything that feels anxious or yes. anxiety inducing that we, we remove it for them because that's that's not a good thing or we do it for them every time. That's not that's not really helping them in the long run. So no. just I love that, sort of nudging them to try. Um I remember um, once my eldest and he won't mind me saying this I'm sure <laughs> um, he thought he was really socially awkward for ages and he he wasn't he was a bit shy um, he was really normal um, and now he's not at all really he's really quite good in social situations but he we had his um we had his girlfriend's parents around who were lovely and they've known each other for years it's fine um but he was trying to offer one of them a, a cup of tea at the end of we were eating and um and he couldn't kind of break into the conversation to um, to offer her this tea. <laughs> and he kind of, he looked up at me. I was in the kitchen getting something. And he was like, I, I, I don't know how to do this. Help. Because <laughs> he thought, well, that would be really rude. Um, but I can't get in. What do I do? So I was like, okay, right, watch. <laughs> So yes, I just, yes, I just went it. up and I, I did what I do, which was hover a little bit and then sort of jump in when there's a breath or, and in a really sort of organic way, because I've done it a million times. I also couldn't do it aged 17. Mm. And he just kind of went, oh, oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I've got that. Yes. <laughs> so, so yes I love that. So you're making it possible for them to say because they're not going to know what skills they no. need to know until they're confronted with them and you're making it possible for them to turn to you and say i don't know what well, how do you do this how do we do this yeah. and just not making it like oh for god's sake no just just say oh god okay well let's let's watch. i'll show you yeah. watch me how yeah. i do it yeah. brilliant i like that That's very funny and then afterwards i could say to him do you know what at your age i was hopeless, hopeless. <laughs> like utterly hopeless i was really shy i would have just gone no you give them tea <laughs> Exactly. So also knowing that I was really hopeless and now I'm not is mm. also quite a nice thing for them to know. And things like making reservations. Yeah. So I was very scared of picking up the phone when I was a teenager. And I remember seeing a job advertised and desperately wanting to be a waitress there and being terrified yeah. about calling them. And I put the phone down several times after I picked it up to try and call them. And I'd written down what I was going to say. Yeah. And now I wouldn't cross my mind to be no. uncomfortable so I get my kids if we're going to do anything I get them to call and make the Indeed. reservation for wow. yes because why not yeah. because then I can stick with them and you know they stumble I can help yeah that's a great idea yeah just practice that. this stuff because they've got yeah. to do it at some point haven't yeah. they I think it's also important to 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 have the balance between us sometimes I see younger families maybe you know they're sitting at dinner in a restaurant and they're sort of making their kids order when the kid is obviously really uncomfortable mm. and it's really not it's kind of feels very forced mm. and I, I I don't like that mm. um so I think the learning has to be organic and yeah. in, in, a, in a good time and in a good way yeah wait till they're ready wait yeah, till you yeah. notice something but you yeah. can't just sit back and say oh they're gonna you know yeah. at some point they'll learn it because no, if no, they're excruciatingly no. shy now no. they need you to it's help model things yeah, and nudge them nudge. and be interested in other people yeah. Um, I keep, I've said this to my kids over and over and, and slowly they've 
completely got it. And yeah. it's that the most interesting person to most people is themselves. <laughs> so if, because I used to worry, you know, what should I talk about? Yeah. And, and actually you can do that on really Apple. Yeah. People are mostly interested in you asking. And actually my daughter said that the other day. She said, mommy, you know what I've realized is such and such. She's, she, I really like her. I like her so much. And I said, why is that? She said, because she's really interested in me. <laughs> Oh, that's and she so said, sweet. so I've learned, I've realized that yeah. that's why, yeah. that's why you keep saying to me, be interested in people yeah. because it makes you feel great. Oh, what a great connection. Mm. So you keep saying it and then eventually they'll yeah. go, oh yes, yeah. it's that. It's and true though. If we can, if we can learn to be good listeners and to be a good listener is also a skill. A skill. Um, because that takes practice too, because most people are hopeless at it. <laughs> They're just waiting for the gap to say what they want to say rather than actually listening. Yeah. Um, so learning how to listen is a massively useful skill. Yes. Again, something we can practice at home. Connector, yeah. Again, um, be interesting. So if you're on TikTok all day, you're not going to be interesting because you may try and tell the story of the last thing you scrolled through, but mm. I didn't see it. And it's mm. not, you know, just they need to find other things that are their thing that yeah. they can talk about. Mm. Some kids are going to find things very easy. They watch the way other people do yeah. things. They learn from that mm. and then they practice it. Mm. A lot of kids won't be like that. And and they don't even have to be, you know, neurodiverse. They just might just not get things that easily. Yeah. So actually I have said, right, practice telling a story. Mm. So hear a good story that you think is a good, you know, one that other people won't have heard and now practice it on me. Oh, what a lovely idea. And so, you know, we had this fascinating guy around who told this hilarious story. And I said yeah. to my daughter, go on, tell me that story because that's oh, a really brilliant. good story. And it was a really nice way of her to practice hearing a story yeah. that someone else told, retelling it or seeing something, retelling yeah. it. And that gave her confidence. I love that. That's brilliant. Mm. That is really brilliant. I, I'm going to try that actually. And just and then I feed back to them. I go, oh, that love that yes, was great exactly, when you did yeah. that. Wow. Yeah, you really told them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just understanding. So teenagers will socialize differently. So maybe the teenager does like to socialize online. Mm. So rather than you know saying you've got to do it this way, yeah. understanding that. But if they're socializing online obviously they need to be safe. So that's yeah, another yeah. whole area which we haven't got time yes. to go into at the moment, yes. but yes. Yeah, and also teaching our, our teenagers that the ones that find it really easy to make friends and that they have, you know, millions of friends and it's just never been a thing for them to have their antennae out for mm. those who are feeling awkward and mm. to teach them compassion and empathy that actually the awkward kid in the corner um, is not feeling very nice inside and it there's no skin off their nose to to um reach out there's no skin off their nose but also for that awkward your your teenagers that awkward one yeah. that needs to find more friends come back to the light touch because if someone reaches out to you do not cling to them like you're about to drown <laughs> yeah. because they will instantly go oh that was a bad idea that right? is so you actually because yes. i've had that where they've gone oh my god why did i do that yes. well, i'm the nice person and now i've got this cling on yes so you have to be yes mine have experienced that yeah. too that's a really yeah. really good point so know that when you talk to your yeah. teenager about this say you know you find someone then yeah. nice to you don't suddenly make them your new yeah. best friend that you've got yeah. to do everything with just see that as one chip go yeah. okay next one you yes. know and find your tribe so yeah. I, I was listening to a fantastic piece about um adhd mm. kids and he was saying that he's a teacher and he said what i've done with uh students 
is that I'd set up, I knew there was one girl who was struggling with her friendships. Mm. She wasn't really making friends because she's not like everybody. Yeah, people yeah. people look at her and go, she's a bit awkward or yeah, something. Yeah. Or she too, she interrupts all the time. She and, and he said, first of all, you've got to teach these kids skills. Mm. You've got to actually say, so you, what happened there is you interrupted all the time and that's going to be uncomfortable for people. So this is how to stop. Yes. This is how to make friends and not do that. And then yeah. also he said, I just set up a group of looking students who like Twilight, mm. the book. And he said, I didn't want to read Twilight, but I knew that she loved it. Mm. And then suddenly I had four kids in this group. Bam, friends. That's they amazing. They can go and talk about What a great teacher. <laughs> great teacher. lovely. So are there and any teachers listening? Yeah, that is a great thing to do. And also the, I love the idea of teaching them skills like you've talked about with, with various things, but with friendship as well, teaching them skills, because especially if they are struggling or they have ADHD or whatever they're struggling with, um, we, we can be a bit hands-off, a bit scared, can't we? Oh, we better not, we better not. We don't want to offend them more. But actually, if they don't have the skills, then we're not really It's skills-based. So, mm. so don't pretend that your child is, you know, com- you know, it's nothing, there's no problem. Mm. Actually address it. Yeah. Just say, okay, there's a skills gap there. So, and then every time they go into a new scenario, go, okay, so last time, do you remember what happened yeah. then? Let's make sure that this time, yeah. you know, just remember these skills yeah. and just be matter of fact about it. It's not that you're yeah. a bad person. It's just, these are the skills. This is what people are expecting. Yeah. And then based on their own feelings of, of, uh, who they are and their self-worth and their self-esteem of of they don't have to you know they don't have to feel that they have to be who they're not no of course but that they can uh, these little skills can be additional to who they already are yes they're not yes. trying to i remember i remember being a teenager and you know, like watching this girl who was really socially able and and then thinking well now i need to be like her yes, yes. <laughs> and i was never going to be like her. i never you know with hindsight i never wanted to be like her but thinking that i had to be different from who i was to be accepted and sure. um, it's a really important difference. but you know that's a really interesting point you make because i've told my children to be like magpies mm. because if they noticed something they're drawn to somebody and they notice something look at the what they what are they mm. doing what is it that you find appealing yes. And you don't have to be that person. Yes. You take that little bit and say, yeah. oh, I can try and can practice that yeah. skill and be like that. And then slowly over time, you're going to meet lots of people yeah. who've got really interesting skills or that, you know, they're social in a way that really appeals to you. Yeah. If you feel drawn to them, that's your, your emotionally being told there's something there that you'd like to get yeah, a bit more of I love that and that's coming from a really different place so that's coming from a place of self-acceptance that mm. you're okay who you are right now and what oh I like that what I can like that I can add that on add or on. discard it when I don't want it anymore I think mine was more like oh I don't feel great um mm. I want to be her <laughs> <laughs> well we've all that yeah. there's so many teenage books that are written like that aren't there don't I yeah. can be her yeah <laughs> and that's life not good not that one <laughs> and then at the end of the book they find that her life isn't that great yeah. and then, whatever. yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's... and also the depth of the friendship because because when you make new friends it can be lovely but the misunderstandings can be very quick to set in because you don't know each other that Mm. well so you don't know that that person does that not out of spite it's because they like that right so you actually have to there's a little bit of coaching you can do you don't have to but help your team to think about you know what are you saying on your because they're messaging all the time Mm. snaps and things what are you saying are you is your friendship deep enough where they'll really understand that mm. as being non-confrontational or not it's a lot of room for getting things wrong yeah 
when you're not a deep, deep friendship. Yeah. Or the other way, you're um, you're not sure of who you are, and then you become the you know the the stereotypical good girl, people pleaser, Ooh. don't want to offend anyone, um, and then you're not really being authentic um, yes. with your friends, and then it's all a bit. And then they're not friends confusing. with you because they don't know you. No. Because you're not no. actually being yourself, no. and that's critically important yeah. that you just be who you are so we can also we can just geographically we can set up things so we can if you look at them and you think okay they're not you know they're stuck in their little class and there are only there are this many people in the class and then they're not really socializing beyond that and now how you know that's not really doing it for them how can I do this Mm -hmm. so you know obviously sports clubs and things like that are an easy hit if they're sporty but lots of kids aren't Mm. Um, you know, the drama groups, again, if they're not drama. <laughs> so, but I mean, I've been talking to local kids here and saying, well, why don't the ones who maybe, you know, want to branch out a bit more from their current groups, let's set up a cinema club. Mm. So they can all, you can say, right, this um, film is on. Why doesn't everybody meet for an hour beforehand? Mm. You can have a drink and chat and then you have a film at the end of it. That's a great idea. So you can go in when you don't want Would, to talk to anyone anymore. Did they think that was the nice thing yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, what age are they then? Oh, 13 through to 17. Amazing. I, I love that idea. I think it's a really, because then it's, you know, actually what happens is then you sort of open up to just like bring a friend because yeah. it's only, it's a yeah. cinema, right? Yeah. So anyone can anyone come. Can come yeah. And then it gives you a chance to meet other people yeah. and start to, because it's finding your tribe that's Yeah, hard. finding your tribe and fe- feeling good about yes. who you are and, and finding the tribe that matches that rather yes. than changing yourself. And fit. what's been really helpful for my, I've got one who's a very, group oriented Mm. and one who's a floater Mm. and they're both very valid and I'm a floater Mm. and the floater she said it was amazing to go on a trip where there were lots of other floaters oh wow yeah a lot (laughs) you know a lot of these people were just really interesting people that didn't want to be just in a group how amazing for her to discover that yes and we have to be we touched on it slightly but maybe just to clarify that you know we have to be careful that our expectations and our friendships we're not just shoving them on our kids so if if you are a massive party animal and have always had a million friends and super sociable and an, an extrovert in the sense that you get energy from being with people then it's going to be troubling for you to see your kid um who maybe is an introvert needs to fill their you know recharge because they get exhausted and they may be happy with just one or two friends and they really feel cool and they don't need a big group um, we need to have an awareness that maybe our kids aren't like us and that's mm. fine. A res- and a respect for that. Yes. Um, I think that's really important. I've, I've heard lots of situations where, you know, the parents are really worrying about the way the kid is either way. And the kid's like, I'm fine. You know, it's <laughs> a problem. I wish I'd just leave me alone. <laughs> That's, that's the ab fab if anybody's watched absolutely yes. fabulous it's yes, classic yes, ab yes. Fab, the classic but... <laughs> the classic and my daughter is um she's an introvert and she's got she's got lovely lovely friends and she's got you know a, a good group of friends so it's not how many friends you have um but she's you know from an energy space so she's really quite aware that she can be with her friends and that's lovely and get to know new people but if she's with new people that's going to really drain her and that next day she might have to do nothing mm-hmm. so she's quite aware of of how to recharge her battery but as parents we need to sort of be a bit aware of that we're yes. not dragging them to social things because we spot think on. they need to have fun <laughs> spot on and my mantra with my kids has always been when you're with a good friend they make you more yourself than you yes. can be on your own yes yes 
there's something you they just bring something good out yeah. of you if that's not happening then maybe think about you know whether this is the, the friendship to spend yeah. all your money on how do you feel after you've been with somebody yes yeah. yes and remember your own well-being as a parent so you've talked about how parents can project onto their children which is a key problem but it's also when your child which happens a lot uh can have problems with their friendships mm. uh whether it's passing or it's a continual thing we need to look after ourselves yes. and not get too drawn into it because yeah. you can't solve their problems for them you can sit side by side you can look at the problem you can mm. try and coach them mm. but we also need to not get too deep into it and yeah. look after our own health yes absolutely i love that point i think it's really important and remembering that we set the tone still even mm. when they're teenagers and older teenagers we we are a big part of setting the tone so if we go into a situation like it's a massive catastrophe oh my god your friend's been horrible to you this is <laughs> awful you poor thing and it might feel like and, that, and i'm not saying that's never appropriate but we just need to be aware what what are we saying with our body I language like can we yes. can we lift them can we set a different tone can we lift them can we help them in a different way yes or just sit back and help help them sit back and look at it yeah as, you know objectively yeah so you can email help at teenagersuntangled.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then why not help other parents? Tell your friends, tell the school, subscribe to our podcast. And ooh, what a massive bonus if you managed to review us. Yeah. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or on our website where you can find everything. That's www.teenagersuntangled.com. There are links to every episode there. There's a blog, reviews. Um, easy ways to contact both of us Susie has her own website which is www.mindful-life.co.uk yeah you can talk to her there yeah uh, that's it for now goodbye bye bye for now